This episode of Sig Neutron Sputron brought to you by Sick Neutron. <clears throat> he may be sick, but he's putting out an episode on a Monday, or more correct, a Sunday at midnight, motherfucker. Sick Neutron. Cha-cha. Hey, what's up, everybody? It is your pal Sick Neutron, but uh, it's actually, you know what? I'm grateful for being sick. And I'm going to tell you why uh, once we get into it more in depth in this episode. This is a fun episode where I just have a bunch of notes compiled from my phone. I haven't done one of these in a long time. And I'm going to give you a catch you guys up on what I've been up to and uh, what's been going on with me and uh, cool philosophical thoughts, I think, along the way. And also, uh, why the fuck are the inside of ba- chip bags shiny? And why the fuck are toilet paper companies selling ginormous mega jumbo magnum rolls that don't even fit in the holder? You know, I asked the hard-hidden questions in this episode. <laughs> so, I said I was going to stay on schedule, and I'm doing it, damn it. So, I'm Sick Neutron, and this is... Neutron. So, why am I grateful for being sick? Well, uh, I just realized yesterday was like my first day of like, you know, you have that day. It's like, oh, shit. The shit is on its way. (laughs) Um, It's pretty crazy because, uh, like, I just want to give you guys a peek into my metaphysical life and how spirit guides me to things. And it's all about just paying attention and seeing what lessons you can learn from everything. Because they've, they've been guiding me a lot to shows like Rewired and, um, you know, Greg Braden and uh, Missing Links and stuff like that, where the power of our own mind uh, can truly heal. And for some reason, I've known as a kid that, that I've just always kind of known that. Like, I've just thought, man, if I was ever in a dire situation, I could, I don't know, use something from my mind and, and it would save me. But I've never been put in a dire situation, so I've never had to check that. And I think that's an interesting point to think about, too, is that we don't think that things are possible, and so we never attempt to do them. And also, I mean, nobody's ever really been forced to heal yourself with your own mind. Have you? Did your parents, unless you were raised with this cool, like, spiritual family, uh, most people are raised... With the world telling them, hey, you're sick, take this pill and it'll make you better. But they don't even accept the option that our minds can heal you. We're not told this. So, of course, we're not going to try to do it. And that's that's a problem, man. And here's the thing. And nobody's forced to. But look at fucking blind people, dude. There have been so many blind people that figured out how to fucking echolocate. Like, how fucking crazy is that? And why did they figure out how to echolocate? Well, because they were forced to. They had a reason to. They couldn't see. So they had no other choice but to figure out some kind of option. But see, imagine what we could do if we start applying that thinking into other areas of our lives. If we're not forced to become better or become superhuman, if we're not forced to figure out how to utilize our minds in crazy new ways, what do you think you could discover and figure out? Meditation and the ritual practice that I've been doing lately has opened my mind to infinite possibility and i'm just getting started man it's amazing it's magical and i want to share that with you guys you can think i'm crazy or not or you could just think maybe it's possible (laughs) 
So I'll give you a breakdown of what I experienced, uh, and hopefully that'll inspire you the next time you're sick. Or And here, let me be very clear on this. I am not a doctor, and this is not medical advice. So that is a big disclaimer here. Uh, I'm not... I mean, essentially, I'm saying that you could try getting better with the power of your mind, but I'm also not encouraging anyone to be unsafe by getting off any kind of medications or anything like that. There are definite processes uh, to wean yourself off some things and things like that. So <laughs> keep that in mind, okay? Disclaimer. So yesterday, I wasn't sick at all and uh, woke up and we do... We do like yoga and then meditation. And I'm gonna do a whole episode on the importance of yoga, especially kundalini yoga, holy shit, man. And because like I've, I never benefited from yoga before and it was because I wasn't thinking about the yoga in the right way. I would do the poses and I'm like, okay, when is this bitch gonna say, all right, you can get out of the pose. And then I'm like, okay, I'm out of the pose. I was just like standing in a pose just to stand in the pose. But that's not the point of yoga at all. When you're in a pose, you're supposed to be focused on like your body and the shape that it's in and the feelings that you get and the sensations that you get while you're in these poses. And I think that's where meditation has taught me so much that it's all about becoming present and being aware in the moment. And that is so key. That's so important. So I focus a lot on the present and it manifests in really cool ways in all over my life. So for instance, like when I play Overwatch, I, I realize I'm always thinking about something, this, that, or whatever, but then I stop and I clear out the noise and then I just focus on what I'm doing in the moment. And like, man, I'm like doming people left and right, dude, like Tracer Fury and, uh, or whatever character I'm playing is because it's, it's almost like time slows down. And I think this is kind of like what martial artists do. And they're so focused in the present moment that time actually slows down because I don't know if you noticed, but there is nothing in the human brain that actually records any concept of time. They've done studies where they put people in a room and they were just sit them in there for an unspecified amount of time. And then when they got out, they would ask them how long they were in there. And people couldn't do it. People could not accurately guess how long that they had been sitting in a room with nothing to do. So your mind can actually manipulate time. I'm, I'm, you could, again, you could think I'm crazy or you could get fucking excited about the possibilities of your mind being able to fucking manipulate time. I don't know about you, but I would rather live in the latter world where my mind can fucking manipulate time. <laughs> Am I right? <laughs> oh man, it's like every day is an adventure for me and I'm just so excited to be alive and to exist and to discover what I'm capable of and what we're all capable of. And I wanna share that with you guys. I wanna tell you guys that something, there is more. That's why everybody's depressed because they think this is all there is, but no, man, there's so much more. And I'm just here to just tell you there's so much more, but you gotta find it. I'll tell you like ways that you can find it. But then again, it's like fucking, I've been watching the Matrix and it's like Morpheus can just show you the door, but you gotta step through it, Neo. All you Neos out there. <laughs> That's also another thing we're gonna get to in a minute because I've been watching the Matrix a lot too. That's a pretty good segue, but I'm not ready to segue yet because I haven't actually made my point about <laughs> my mind and how I'm getting better with my mind. So yesterday, I wasn't even sick, showed no signs, and we did our morning meditation and our yoga. And then during my meditation, I, dude, I fucking go places. Like, I see crazy shit. I see alien planets. I, I see a lot of this, um, like, desert planet with, like, really cool rock formations. And 
I don't know, man. I, I'm trying to figure it out, but I think it could be like past lives on different planets. Like, I seriously believe that. <laughs> I think I'm crazy or not, but it's a hell of a lot cooler than thinking that we haven't lived on other planets, right? <laughs> so I was seeing this desert, and then there was a tent, and then the tent became these like robed figures, like sandy robed figures, and then they kept like, and then they were everywhere, and then they were like coming at me like they were gonna like overwhelm me or something. So then I just imagined that I was like a light body and so that they couldn't touch me. And then I flew to this uh, city and I saw this big crazy pyramid with energies and I flew into the, the middle of the, the pyramid. Yeah, sorry, <laughs> again, sick. <laughs> if it's still working my way through it, cause you know, I, like I said, it's possible, but I'm just trying to figure out how to do it. Um, and then when I was in there, my throat started itching. So then I opened up my throat chakra and then I felt this energy enter my ears and then go into my throat. And this is just like the fucking power of my mind, dude. I'm just sitting there on the bed and like I'm seeing these shit, like I'm going somewhere, like I'm truly like out of my body. It's fucking magical. You gotta try it sometime. So that happens. And then later on in the day, then I immediately get that like, oh shit, I'm fucking sick feeling in my throat. And then somebody else in the house was like, yep, I'm sick. And I'm like, ah, fuck, yep, I'm sick. So, I didn't really even think about the uh, that meditation being a precursor to me being sick because now I think that maybe those those figures that I saw was actually the virus that was trying to like it was coming into my body. Um, but the interesting thing is that I've absorbed that energy and I brought it back, and now like I'm talking with Ranny and she's channeling messages and stuff, and it's basically I'm like purging. I took in good energy and now I'm purging uh, bad like energy or unwanted things that no longer serve me. And this has happened before. I woke up and I had this like crazy pain in my like neck shoulder area. And uh, it turns out that, uh, long story short, there was some ancestral healing work that I needed to do. And I did the work, I did the meditation and immediately, this had been excruciating pain for like three days. Right after I did the meditation, the pain was just gone. I could move my neck and everything. So it's this that's where it started for me. So I was like, okay. And then I'd been wondering, like, man, if you get sick, like I'm all in this kick about the mind and its powerful things. Like, what happens if I get sick? Would I be able to get over being sick? And so I was wondering that. And then so I believe that's why I got sick, because now they're teaching me, like, yeah, it's possible. Um, <clears throat> so last night was really rough. And I, I drank some tea that Randy made. She makes these magical teas. And I did some meditation. And I focused on the kundalini energy of my spine, bringing it up. That's why I said kundalini is really important. And I was like, so the kundalini rises from the base of your spine and goes up to the top of your crown chakra. So I was imagining bringing that energy up and pushing out the bat in my throat. And uh, next morning I woke up and the the pain, like my throat was totally fine today, but it moved up into my head and like sinuses. And now <clears throat> I've been doing meditations to push it even further out. And I was like, I truly feel like I felt the sensation last night in my troubled sleep of strange energy, unwanted energy, leaving my throat and going out my ears, just like in the meditation where I imagined, well, I felt energy going in. So I think good energy went in and it displaced bad energy and now I'm purging the bad energy. Again, this sounds fucking batshit crazy, but like, you know what? I'm over the point of like feeling like, oh, people are going to think I'm weird. Oh no. <laughs> like that's been my whole fucking life. People think I'm weird, but you know what? Hey, I'm part of the magic club and I'm pursuing magic and I know it's real. So I'm just trying to get everybody else excited about it. You can think I'm weird or not. 
Um, so now today, it's taught me another valuable lesson too, because like I was pretty, like my head felt like a concrete block. And Randy was like, you should get up and, you know, should walk Tupac or something and move around. And I was like, there's no way it's going to make me feel better. But I realized that one of the lessons that I've learned is that the all is mind. And I've been able to just by thinking about it, like if I was cold, I'd be able to warm myself just by thinking about it. And there's like actual studies in people around the world that like that, you know, sideshow performers and stuff like can withstand heat and things like that, like Tibetan monks, like they can withstand pain and stuff. It's all like mind over matter, man. And if you think about it, everything, yeah, that's the first law of the Kabbalion, which is, I'm going to, uh, the seven hermetic principles is that the all is mind. And think about it, your entire experience is you thinking. Like, you're not, you're, you're a consciousness. You're not your hand unless you think about your hand. Like, how often do you go through the day moving your body, walking around, and do you ever even think about your feet when you're walking? No, you just think that you want to go in the other room and then your legs take you there. So, but then when you stab your foot or something, then you become a foot because your attention goes to your foot. But really, when your attention is on nothing, you're just a mind. So if through practice, you can actually manipulate your experience, whether it be time, temperature, or sickness that I'm learning. And so I went and I walked around with Tupac and like the fresh air and, you know, I was just focusing on like the elements, like air entering my body and carrying out the bad shit and the tea that I drank in the water, like focusing on the elements, like really healing me. And I ate a soup with like mushrooms that was grounding the earth energy. Um, so yeah, now at the end of the day, like I actually feel like it's moving. It's the pressure is lifted and I'm only day one into this cold. And I honestly, I think I'm going to be like right as rain tomorrow. And it's all, I haven't taken any medicine. I've just used the power of my brain. And here, I want to back something up with this, is because not a lot of people know, uh, you've heard about the placebo effect, but you don't really, a lot of people don't really realize the implications of the placebo effect. So our pharmaceutical company, they have to pass the, like whenever they're putting a new drug out on the market, it has to beat the placebo effect. So this means they do what's called a double blind uh patient test where they give one group of people a sugar pill and then they give another people group of people the uh the actual medication and then they monitor these people and see like who, who the results is and also the researchers are also unaware of who actually got the pill or not until later i assume uh somebody else like a third party knows uh and then they they report on their experiences and the placebo effect is so powerful that any medication that has to be approved is tested against the power of the human mind. Think about that for a second. The power of the human mind is like, there are crazy clinical studies. The scientists don't understand it. They have no idea what the placebo effect is, but they know it exists because every time they give somebody something and they believe, the power of belief actually makes people better. And if that's not evidence that the entire pharmaceutical company has to compete against the human mind, if that's not evidence that the human mind can actually heal itself and its body and the body that it is in, then I don't know what is. <laughs> so these are the things that I want to get you guys thinking about. Because again, like I said, you know, if you get a cold, you can try, I don't know, getting over it without medication. But I've actually been putting in a lot of practice and through yoga and meditation and stuff. So it takes a lot of work and it takes uh, a lot of work that people don't do because they don't know the possibilities of the work. So I'm here to tell you the possibilities of the work. Also, don't be unsafe by 
just not taking medications and stuff. Which leads me, ironically, I've been watching the Matrix trilogy because uh, they just put it on Netflix. It's funny because I wanted to watch it like a week ago and it wasn't on Netflix. And then like I, I knew that there's like encoded messages in the Matrix and then lo and behold, when I need to watch it, it's there. <laughs> so watch rewatch the Matrix trilogy and in a sense of like really apply, I, I don't, I don't think that, well, I mean, I don't know, but I don't think that uh, the real world is run by machines, but it's very possible. Uh, I do know that the nature of this reality in the physical realm is holographic and we're essentially made of nothing but light. So there are possibilities and I know there are higher planes. So uh, rewatch it and apply it to like, think of, just say, what if, what if some of these points they bring up is real? And that's how I come to a lot of like philosophical thought and things like that. And it's interesting because that scene where Neo is bending the spoon, the kid says, don't try to bend the spoon because that's impossible. You have, the real trick is realizing there is no spoon and it's only yourself that is moving. And I think that there is like, that's a crazy sage statement because the all is mind and we're operating in this as a giant collective consciousness and we have our individual consciousnesses that perceive <clears throat> our reality. So I've been using that that thought, like there is no sickness. I'm just there's there's a some kind of it, you know it really helps to think about the spirituality in terms of like computer programming and computers. I like I don't think that we're actually just computer programs, but I think it's a good comparison because like we are vibrations, and I think that this sickness is a certain vibration that has entered my field, and now I'm trying to change my field so that. You know, and it's a disharmony that is in my field. So now I need to harmonize. But there's really, I'm made of nothing. I'm just mind. So I'm trying to like purge the sickness by believing that I'm just, there is no sickness. I don't know. It's kind of weird, but that's, that's what I'm trying. And it seems to be working. I'm seeing results. And if I wake up tomorrow and I'm like right as rain, then it, I don't know, that'll prove it. But <laughs> the, yeah, the matrix, man, had so, so good. The first one, amazing. The second two, I was always like, why do people think that the second two aren't that good? And then like the first three minutes of the second film, I was like, oh, like Trinity like rides that bike off the thing and then does this weird flip in her like 90s, early 2000s pleather suit and lands. And I'm like, oh, yeah, that didn't age well. <laughs> but if you look past the goofiness, you know what's crazy is that, man, that movie, like, changed the goth style, like, and even, a, like, that had such a huge style impact on the world. I remember, like, everybody wanted to be cool, like, Matrix style, and then the goth clubs, you'd see those dudes in their neo jackets and their goofy sunglasses. <laughs> uh, I think that film had such an effect on us because there is such divine truth in that film, and we don't even realize it, and it's very, uh, it pairs well with the the gnostic versions of like sophia and logos and the demiurge so the demiurge is essentially the architect of the matrix and then sophia is the oracle so look at it with a gnostic perspective and if you they they know what they were doing because if you look there's like neo in the first film he has a book called simularcum simularum or something like that it's all essentially like philosophy about this the nature of reality and um so yeah, they, they knew what they were doing, but I think that they ended up channeling even more truth into it than they realized. So what else have we been up to? Uh, we got on TikTok and man, we've been having some trouble there because apparently our videos were getting flagged for showing cleavage 
tasteful cleavage, completely non-sexualized cleavage, and uh, a lot of our videos got taken down, and we appealed them, and they're like, nope, you still violated our community standards, which is fucking insane, because like I've said in the last episode, is that boobs have no sexual connotation until you apply one to them. So, yeah. Uh, but we kept going, kept persisting, and we're like, fuck it, we're just going to try. And then one of our videos just blew up. And now today, in like three days, it hit like 8 million, 8 or 9 million views. And uh, we got a lot of followers, and we're getting a lot of traction there now. So we're just going to keep trying to play the TikTok game and keep climbing there. So follow us on TikTok, at Rancig. i got a lot of fun shows coming up there. I'm going to uh, do some TikToks with... Uh, coconut jones if you're familiar with that character <laughs> he's gonna be on there and then also i'm just gonna i have a lot of these shorts that i'm planning on that are just like bad acid trips they're like kind of weird and fun but then get really weird and creepy and it's like okay i don't know if i should be scared or if i should laugh <laughs> so we'll see where that goes so again i've said in some episodes that gratitude is the key to magic so I really urge you guys to really start thinking about how grateful you are for even the little things. And a little gratitude goes a long way. Something about that wavelength of gratitude is how you interface with the universe and the quantum field. I don't understand it yet, but truly knowing something is a lot more than just knowing it. Uh, They're much more than just words. Sometimes you just feel things and you know them deep down. And some of you out there, like... There are things that you you might feel like you're crazy, but you just know, and you've known for a long time. So give those feelings some respect and see where they go. But yeah, being grateful, man, like the shower was so jacked for a long time, and then it got unclogged, and then I was like, oh my God, I have a new lease on life because this shower is fucking amazing. <laughs> like just something as simple as having an amazing shower. And then I realized, man, we're so fortunate here uh, in America that, you know, we, we get caught up on a lot of first world problems, but we're really fortunate and you really got to stop and think about that sometimes. So what are you thankful for? And tell the universe and see what happens. Oh man, one more thought on the matrix. Cause every time we try to watch it, like Randy, like immediately falls asleep. And it's like, you want to like something difficult is trying to explain the matrix to someone that keeps falling asleep. <laughs> it's like, impossible i'm trying to keep up and then she's like wait what happened and i'm like dude okay hold on uh so neo is the sixth neo in a line of neos because he's a code that just gets regenerated after time and then it's just like oh my god i can't just just watch it (laughs) Uh, that also cracks me up when like in the first five minutes of a movie you have those friends that are like you'll see something that is obvious the story just started and the like this character like will put a i don't know an envelope into something and then your friend's like what happened what did they do that why did they do that what is that and it's just like motherfucker watch the damn movie because i don't know i'm in the same spot that you are and we just started watching this movie i'm sure it's going to let us know what's happening <laughs> yeah on the, you know thinking about the matrix too is i was just thinking a lot about movies in general and we live in an age where the movie magic is kind of gone because everybody knows how they do it. Like the Matrix films back in the day were so fucking cool. And it's because like nobody knew how to do that. I remember watching the special features on the DVD and they showed how they did the cameras that flew around Neo and it was all a whole bunch of cameras set up and they like filmed it in rotation. Like that shit was cool. And I was like so impressed by that scene because I had no idea how they could do that. 
But now with the invention of computers and everything, like it's completely ruined movie magic because everybody knows all of the the secrets out, man. There is no more movie magic. And I think it's kind of, in a way that's kind of sad, but I think now we have to start thinking about how, how can we rekindle movie magic in maybe possibly on story and stuff. But everybody, everybody gets so caught up on, think about what makes a good movie. Everybody wants it to be convincing. They want it to be as real as possible. They want the characters to make as real as decisions as they would in that scenario. And we're so caught up on a good movie being as realistic as possible. So it only makes sense that if the universe is super old and there are other societies that went through our essentially the way that our society is forming, uh, we want an experience with like VR is coming out. Like we want, we want an, a legit real experience. That's not this one. So it's very possible that a higher plane of existence, like created the material realm so that we could come in here and experience things like we're living the realistic movies or the most realistic virtual reality scenarios that we can. And it's because we're essentially like choosing to plug into it. Like, I think it's a really fascinating thought and it's hard to dispute because it makes sense. Uh, and it's just something interesting to think about. And now that I've been open eye- with my eyes to like spirituality and stuff, I'm like, wow, okay. Yeah. Maybe that's part of what's going on. <laughs> All right, I'm going to hit you guys with some of y'all favorites. I don't have a lot, but uh, you know what? Enjoy some. There is a whole world out there of weird shit that you should put into your sensory orifices. Get Rex on. Get Rex on. Get Rex on. I'm going to relay some information. Get Rex on. Get Rex on. Get Rex on, I'm gonna relay some information. Alright, so my first recommendation is uh, on Netflix. If you haven't seen the prank in, excuse me, prank encounters, uh, that show is fucking awesome. I don't know about y'all, but I was a huge um, scare tactics fan, so. The show is like scare tactics, but even better because they have this thing where not only one person is getting pranked, but two people are getting pranked. And they start the series off with like one kind of paranormal situation is happening, but two separate people get hired by two separate companies. And then at some point they end up meeting and it is just, it's so much more like believable and real and just fucking hilarious because I, I love it. So, and it's got that Gaten Matarazzo kid from Stranger Things. He's like the host. He's the Ashen Kutcher. Ashen Kutcher. <laughs> yeah, whatever that means. Um, <laughs> but um, yeah, check it out. It's really funny and definitely worth a watch. I'm going to check out, this is a recommendation I haven't watched yet, but the film Shadow just came on Netflix. It's like a crazy looking kung fu film that I'm excited to check out, and it looks beautiful and trippy and weird. I will discuss if it's any good, um, you know, after I watch it for the next episode, I guess. (laughs) Okay, my next recommendation is our friend Sin, who guests on the podcast regularly and is going to be on a segment uh, coming up here. Uh, He brought us some fucking vegan peanut brittle. And I was blown the fuck away. I didn't even realize I liked peanut brittle. It always kind of creeped me out in uh, Candyland. I don't know, Grandma Peanut Brittle or whatever her name was. She's just kind of, I don't know. I, didn't, I wasn't feeling her vibe or something. So I just always sort of stayed away from peanut brittle. 
But not only is it peanut brittle, it's fucking vegan peanut brittle. So you guys have to hit this person up. Uh, I don't know if he ships it or what, but he's on Instagram. It's DEJ underscore Howl underscore LB. So definitely uh, send him a message. Hit him up. Get Because this guy, I call him the full brittle alchemist. Uh, I haven't told him that, but... He doesn't even know I'm giving him a shout out on the podcast. But seriously, if you guys want some vegan peanut brittle, send him a message and tell him your boy Sig Neutron sent you. Because <laughs> it's, 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 it'll change your life, man. It'll erase all any weirdness you had with Grandma Peanut Brittle in Candyland. The Muck Monster was really scary to me. I don't know if anybody else was. And you know what? I fucking loved Plumby the Plumba Troll. But guess what? Later versions of the game do not have Plumby the Plumba Troll. He's just replaced by, like, the gingerbread tree or something. Like, what the fuck is that shit? I need to do some digging and find out what happened to Plumby the Plumba Troll. <laughs> I really wanted to try one of those plumbas. Uh, or were they, now I'm just realizing, were they plumb something? Oh, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, DEJ underscore Howl underscore LB on the Instagram. Send him a message, get some of that peanut brittle, and let me know how it was. <laughs> And I think that's it for my recommendations I got this time. So, oh, I promised you, why are the inside of chip bags so uh, shiny? What's up with that? Well, it's actually an aluminum coating. And here's the thing. Here's a crazy part. Did you know that the chip bags are not even filled with oxygen? <gasps> They're filled with nitrogen because nitrogen is a much less reactive uh gas like oxygen really likes to react with things so that's why you get oxidization like you bite into an apple and like five minutes later it's all brown that's oxidization because oxygen gets to it and starts to change the chemical structure nitrogen doesn't do that so they fill chip bags with nitrogen interesting thought uh and also the yeah the aluminum coating just keeps the moisture out uh yeah the other thing i was wondering about is why the fuck are all these companies making the super mega jumbo fucking rolls and not like it's not like our fucking toilet paper rolls are getting any bigger like the holders <laughs> so why do they keep coming out with it this is the mega gigantic poofy puff like what the fuck and then so that led me down the path of i don't know it's like I guess I could wonder that, or I could Google it, and I did Google it, and it turns out, and I saw an article in 2005 that uh, apparently that people were concerned back in 2005 that uh, toilet paper rolls were getting smaller. They've been shrinking because people, <laughs> there's a whole Washington Post article that I spent way too long reading about this, by the way, but I kind of got hooked. There's like, talks about a reader writing into the Los Angeles Times and they noticed that a roughly 26% reduction in the surface area of his toilet paper. <laughs> I kind of need to, I, like, I want to meet this man or this person. <laughs> like, who, <laughs> who had the time to be like, you know what? I feel like my fucking toilet paper is shrinking. I smell shenanigans. <laughs> and it, it goes on to say, the old standard for a single sheet of tissue was four and a half by four and one half inches, a nice square. Some tissue companies have changed the length of the sheet to four inches with a width of four and a half inches, no longer a square. <laughs> uh, if you want to read the article, it's called, you're going to have to spare more than a square. Toilet paper is shrinking. Uh, just Google that. Um, <laughs> And then I found somebody on Happy Simple Living ranting about, let's rant about mega toilet paper rolls. 
And they went through this whole conundrum of they bought this Charmin shit because they, it was guaranteed to fit or your role or money back, and then they didn't get it. And then, oh, God, just recounting this, I'm like, why did I even read that in the first place? All right, moving on. Um, <laughs> yeah, I wasted a lot of time reading about toilet paper. But then it got me thinking, we... I don't know if other countries are like this, but we need to reevaluate our relationship with toilet paper. One spirit came to us and uh, they helped us, you know, clean the house and get into healthier habits. They also uh, encouraged us to start using less paper, less toilet paper, less paper. We don't even use paper towels hardly anymore. And then I, you know, I started like really thinking about it. And man, I would use so much fucking toilet paper. Like I was like one of those cats just like pawing it. And it's just like, zoo, 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 zoo. And then that's like one wipe. And it's like, fuck, man. So I encourage all of you guys to think about how much toilet paper you use because it's, it's insanity. And there's got to be a better way. I mean, in Demolition Man, they use seashells. I still don't know how, but there's got to be something better than toilet paper. I mean, there's bidets, but that's like the rich solution. I don't know. Also, yeah, like I I sit on the sink and wash myself after I use toilet paper. So, because I don't know, it's kind of weird. Like you don't, I don't think you get clean with uh, just wiping paper on a poopy butthole, you know? Like, <laughs> I, I don't know, but I was like, that seemed normal growing up. But then I started thinking about it. I was like, that's kind of... Uh, not that's kind of weird <laughs> so now we're getting very personal uh anyways rethink your relationship to toilet paper and paper towels man try to use like towels like actual cloth towel reusable towels and uh, let's start creating less waste i think it's really important that we start thinking about our impact on the planet especially when it comes to like meat um it's again i'm not trying to push anybody to believe anything or do anything but i would consider that especially with all of the awesome plant-based options coming out now, you should definitely um, reevaluate your relationship with meat because it, it it's there are many harmful environmental impacts and things. At least do some reading on it. Maybe I'll do an episode on it and let you guys know. But there's a lot. It's a lot more than just, you know, saving the furry animals that are abused and, you know, corralled. And, I've dude, I've been to a chicken farm where they grow McDonald's chickens for chicken nuggets, and it is a fucking horror show. You open the door, and you're just blasted with the smell of ammonia. And these poor chickens just run around. And it was, like, my job to just walk around and find the dead chickens and pick them up because they grow so fast that their legs don't even keep up because of all the hormones and shit. It's just it's, – it's vile, and it's, it's a lot of uh, – I'm not talking shit on you if you eat meat, but I would just say, because some people don't even think about it. So just think about it. Give it a thought. And then maybe maybe slowly you can uh, give it a go to trying out some vegetarian options or just eating less meat or something, you know, something to think about. Man, I haven't done like a random ranty spew episode in a while. feels good. I hope you guys are enjoying this. And, uh, you know, <laughs> well, I mean, I'm getting a pretty decent amount of listenership and a lot of my episodes used to be this random. So, you know. <laughs> uh so for the next second so a lot of the episodes uh sin would come over and uh we'd smoke some weed and then we would just end up like talking and laughing and having a good time and then i started recording it and that became some of the episodes but i think now uh i might just make it like a small segment of a show occasionally here and there um but or, you know maybe we'll have some full-length episodes but sin's always great and it's always fun having her over and yeah, I quit drinking, um, but now I only occasionally smoke weed. It's plant medicine. It's um, My life wasn't being ruined by 
smoking weed. So <laughs> it's, uh, yeah, I am sober from alcohol for sure. But, you know, occasionally you smoke a little plant medicine. And uh, I like to just think about philosophy and theorize. So here is the new segment. I got to make a bump for this uh, a new song. But uh, I think we joked around. We're going to call it Smoking with Sin. So enjoy. This I just started the recorder. So we'll see where this, I don't even remember where it, we jump into the conversation. But here we go. Okay, that's just getting too much to write, and my fingers are covered in nachos, so I just put the recorder on. Dude, so, yeah, you better give me that. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) I know you you just can't, I can't trust you around churros. Churros. So, the idea was invite all of our artist friends over, and then we have the the art show based on all of the art that they create while playing the art board game. What's the name of the art program? Huh? Drawl. Say drawl? <laughs> you put a hard L on that one. Like, that's some Indiana boy I talk. Drawl. Southern drawl. Drawl. Have you noticed my southern drawl when I scrawl? When I drawl and scrawl? I meant drawl. I'm glad I left the recorder going for that. <laughs> Because I don't think writing that out would have the same <laughs> replay value. <clears throat> oh, yeah, that'd be weird to write out. That would be an autocorrect nightmare. <laughs> <laughs> I'm that type of stone where I can't decide if what I'm saying is actually funny. Yes, I did. Okay. Do you ever get that stone? Uh-huh. Right, I can't decide if what I'm saying is actually funny or not. I mean, I was talking about crinkle slut fries. <laughs> is that funny or am I just like it waves for days. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that's pretty funny. What what constitutes if something is funny or not? Like, where do you draw the line? <clears throat> and somebody else might think something's funny. So, like, essentially, like everything ever is funny. You just have to tell it to the right people, right? You know what I think is very bizarre? Laughing. Yeah. Like babies do that. You're not even trained to do it. Like they just do it. They find something funny and they just fucking laugh. Oh. Laughing is so weird. Like watching right? this comedy show. What was it? Oh, God, I forget her name. Uh, but the name of the comedy show was called Stage Fright. And the girl's very kind of spastic and kind of like very energetic. And she's like, you want to know girl, the great thing about laughing is that whenever you laugh, your skeleton's doing this. That's <laughs> <laughs> so true because when you laugh, that's what your skeleton is doing. So right now, like, your skeleton's doing that. Oh, my God. <laughs> Because they don't have any lips <laughs> or eyebrows. <laughs> so you're just like, just in the just like, <laughs> 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 oh my god, it's so true. Right? But she's like, right now, there's a thousand skeletons in here. She's like, if I just take your, you away as a person and just break it down, there's skeletons covered in meat suits right now. <laughs> oh my god. We need an animator stat because we have to make a sitcom about skeletons. laughing? Yeah, like... Fuck, that's weird to think about. I look creepy as fuck reaching for nachos, dude. Like, <laughs> like, ooh. What? Right? Think about a skeleton hand reaching for nachos. Oh, it's like, I you're just... <laughs> not all things are funny when the skeletons do them. Some would be absolutely terrifying. Like, if you were having surgery and they're all right. skeletons above you in their surgical masks. Or washing like getting, their skeleton like getting hands. Your, <laughs> getting, your, getting your eyes checked. 
watching skeleton hands. Just like, That's creepy. Then, like, the bones gritting together. Like, well, it's all lather. Would it even lather? Bones make it lather? I don't know. See, now that's a legitimate question. Give me a bunch of chopsticks and we bones lather up soap. (laughs) We're just washing in these weary bones. (laughs) (laughs) I haven't even made it to my burrito yet. Sheesh. Yeah, what happened? I inhaled my tacos. What happened? I don't know. Almost forgot I was even eating. I was just going through the habits of eating. I don't even know how much I ate. I am done. Apparently not even enough to get to a burrito. Or too much. Well, it's not a race. Oh, I started with the nachos. Well, that's that's good because the burrito will be good later. See, the my, nachos my, will not be good later. My past self had the future of sight to think that was a good idea. He, he saw the path that was uh, the other way around and he was like, I'm not doing that again. Right. It's called learning your lesson. I know. You see the loop, and you make a better decision next time to get out of the same time loop mm-hmm. of making bad decisions. Because mm-hmm. the same bad decision resurfaces in your life many times, <laughs> just skinned in different terms. Yep. And I suppose when you make that many bad decisions, that's what we call a bad personality trait. <laughs> Crinkle slut fries, man. Like that's going to be the name of the episode. It's funny to me every other time you say it. So if I were to mention crinkle slut fries again, it would be funny. Yeah, not this time, but probably the next time. <laughs> we shall see. <laughs> Wait, are there any crinkle sluts left? <laughs> you were waiting for it, though. Yeah, I know. I see, was like, this were, isn't going to be fair pre-imp- because now I'm waiting yeah, for it. Yeah, that wasn't fair. Yeah. See, it was funny because if you weren't expecting it, but since you were expecting it, somehow that made it not funny. Uh, that goes back to my point about how weird it is that where do you draw the line? What's funny or not? Tupac, you know bang, bang, too. you know bang, too, right? You gotta go, bang! There you go. <laughs> did you just tell him that with your mind? Because he actually did do that. <laughs> yeah, I, I think he did. Tupac, I know that we have a, a very strong telepathy. Look at me when I'm talking to you. <laughs> <laughs> he did. See, oh, that's the thing. Like, you could be actually talking to him with your mind. How would we even know? He could be understanding every single word we're saying right now. He does. Well, he is looking at my nachos like he knows what to do with them. Well, he's like, I need to understand you to know what to do with them, honey. I mean, I guess I could give you a fry. <laughs> See, he could have told me. He could have been, been telling me that was my you. mind. He's literally been telling you, and that's why. See, and then I was like, trying to eat, and I was like, you know what? I guess I should give him a fry. <laughs> he probably he told you. Yeah. Like, come on, man. Come on. Come on, man. He was saying that with his and eyes, you're man. Like, okay. <laughs> I know. I heard you. I heard you. And I hooked you up. He pals, you right? fuck up. And you he's need like, to just chill now. <laughs> yeah, man. I tell you all the time. What's up? We're, we're friends. Don't push it, Tupac. That was a one big old fry. That was a, that was a considerable amount of yeah. fry for you. Yeah, for that little belly of yours, you can't have that many fries. You're just taking advantage of me. Cause I that thing would fill up half your belly. Animals take advantage of people when you smoke weed. Mm-hmm. Like he's high. He's like, no, it means he's gonna give me a full I, fry this time. There's so much beans. That's why I'm full, because this is full of beans. Well, that means you didn't eat all of your beans. You ate it in edible. Just so many beans. No, I felt like every bite was having beans. Oh, I feel like bean to other ingredient ratio is a common <laughs> fast food place mistake. <laughs> Am I right? I get no respect. 
Did you feel Yeah. Because I was making a joke about something I just said and I forgot. <laughs> I just like, do, like, every time you come over, it's like, when you stand up, like... Sorry, but we're here? Yeah, telling really funny jokes. I'm like, man, if I'm not recording this, we're, like, missing some magic here. This is going to be a, re- a reoccurring segment, a staple of the Sputron show. Hanging out with Sin. <laughs> Talking about... Smoking with shit. <laughs> right? Even sounds good. The alliteration works. Put it in print. Oh, I, I, I've dubbed Sundays at work Sinner Sundays. I've, I'm like, welcome to your house of worship. That's I'll good. pass the collection plate. <laughs> that's awesome. You have a nun outfit? That would be cool. I need to. You should. I need to. That would be perfect for like a, a themed Sunday. Every Sunday. Yeah. <laughs> welcome to Sinner. Because I, I work every Sunday. And I'm usually like the o- one of the opening girls. Apparently I can't eat right now. <laughs> Food is just falling out of my mouth. Unless Tupac is willing that to happen. Again, taking advantage of me. The, my booch! This is mine. Oh. Well, did I get some booch? <laughs> Gross. Kombucha. Vinegar. It's like vinegar's fun cousin. No, it's not at all. <laughs> it's, it's even grosser. No. <laughs> <laughs> it's like vinegar's alcoholic fun cousin. <laughs> That's kombucha. <laughs> yeah. Let in the little the party guys. Right? A little fruity. A little Not fun. Just straight acid. It's like acid with the party guys. <laughs> and it's gonna get you drunk. It has an alcoholic content. The boot? <clears throat> yeah. Kombucha Very has. Low. Yeah. One of my coworkers drinks that all the time. I can't. His beans have like encased my fingers in the strange. <laughs> Flaky bean casing. <laughs> it just feels really uncomfortable. Yeah. I think I need to wash my hands. <laughs> it's concerning. And like, what is that doing to my insides, man? <laughs> Ooh, coats my insides with a flaky bean case. Have you ever tried her kombucha? Oh, man. I, I mean, to each his own. I'm not, like, not... I'm not, not I, I'll I, try I everything. I'll try anything. And I'll even try stuff that smells yucky sometimes, just yeah. because I know, like... That's a weird like, thing. Jesus stink, but it tastes good. Yeah, so why, do, why do like, things... I want to look that up now. Like, why do things stink but still taste good? Also, again, just, like, humor, like, taste. Taste in general. Like, actual taste. Why does things taste different to different people? Mm. It's the same thing, but why does it taste different to different people? That doesn't make any sense. People have different tastes. It's almost like it was designed that way. I'm going to throw this away. Oh, I'm good, thanks. If it was any other time than, like, before going to bed. (laughs) (laughs) Man, oh my God, how old am I? I'm like... (laughs) No sin. It's it's only midnight. I can't, I'm, uh, I can't have any soda oh boy. before bed. Yep. Oh boy! In my partying days, man, <laughs> just give me that Mr. Pib. I drink a Mr. Pib at two a.m. Who am I? Who am I now? Who have I become? <laughs> I'm glad that was recorded because that was fucking ridiculous. <laughs> no, I'm sorry. I can't have that Mr. Pib. <laughs> that took self-control. That would have taken... There was a point in my life where I would really have to think about that. Like, I actually... I, 
probably shouldn't, but I don't know. I fucking love Mr. Pib. <laughs> well, I think that's it for smoking with sin. <laughs> smoking with sin. <laughs> I gotta make a song for that now. Smoking with sin. Smoking with sin. Cha cha. Well, I learned a few things about myself is that uh, apparently I'm an adult now and I don't drink soda at <laughs> midnight. <laughs> uh, well, I hope you guys enjoyed this episode of Sputron. Um, <clears throat> I've been really getting to know all the members of my Discord in the cigarette pack, so I highly encourage you to uh, go to my Twitter at Signutron and click on the link, the invite link on my pinned tweet and come and join us. We're uh, getting into some pretty deep uh, emotional stuff and like we're really a supportive group and if you feel like you don't have many people around you um, I know we're not we're not physically there but the cigarette pack is there for you so and also share us your art and share us who you are and I love getting to know people and it's pretty cool that this group is opening up and we're starting to get to know each other better so yeah the cigarette pack on discord go to my twitter and uh, click the invite link on my pin tweet uh, also, uh, we have a Patreon where if you want to see some kooky, uh, sexy, weird photo shoots, how-to videos. I'm just about to post a how-to video on how to make a, um, a mold, one-piece mold for a prosthetic. <clears throat> um, I've pretty much like shown a lot of the process on how to do prosthetics, and I'm only going to do more. And also, I take requests from Patreons on what they'd want to see. Uh, and you also get access to our Patreon-specific vlog, where Randy and I keep you up to date on what's been going on, and uh, all kinds of fun stuff like that. So patreon.com slash ransig, and uh, it definitely helps us keep making weird shit for everybody to enjoy. So everybody wins. Uh, you can also follow me on Instagram at signutron. Uh, if you want to follow Ranny, she's at Ranny Agogo, A-U-G-O-G-O. And also, if you want to follow Sin, she's at Sin Twisted, where the one is a, or the I is a one, and the, the E is a three. So, Sin Twisted. Also, uh, follow us on the TikTok. I'm going to be putting a lot of weird shit up there. Um, so, yeah. Well, I uh, hope you guys are all doing wonderful and uh, learning lots of things. So, until next time, keep it weird, and stay open-minded, and remember, if you're not looking, you're not gonna find anything. Cha-cha!